listening to Blood Moon Milk. I'm your host, Aurora, and today my guest is Tim McGarren. Hey, Aurora. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, so, I thanks for being on the show. Um, explain uh, kind of what it is that your gifts are, because I know that there's many. You're very creative, um, but you're also... Um, like creative in, in lots of ways, not just one way. And Pickle, by the way, is very excited that you're here. So for those who listen to the show frequently, Pickle is also here. <laughs> um, she'll come down in a moment. But uh, how would you explain yourself um, to, uh, to our listeners who haven't met you before? Um, I think the best way to explain myself is uh, I'm an Aquarian, which are the weirdest... Uh, sign in the zodiac uh, pretty much you have all these cute animals you have you know Taurus the the bull you have Leo the lion you have crabs and Scorpios and, and rams then you have a naked guy with a bucket <laughs> so it's and he's in the water and he's an air sign and it's like dude get out of the water you're a weirdo so that's I'm a double Aquarian, so it's it's more of that. It's that plus that. Uh, so I do a bunch of stuff. I I create stuff, invent stuff. Uh, I write comedy songs, and I also uh, read cards. And that reading cards has led into me discovering other abilities that I have. You so. mean tarot cards, just for people? Yes, to tarot clarify. cards. Yep. So, yeah, I don't do Oracle, and then there's some other types of cards, like um, uh, like familiars or animal spirits, but pretty much just tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And it actually helps me to bridge the gap between reading people straight on, and I'm getting more and more into that. And uh, recently, and I'd say the last six to eight months, imagery for people and intuition about things has become very strong and for some people it may be eerie um but it's like i'm stepping into it naturally that's awesome um and i know i like when you got here uh i kind of rushed you into uh the blanket fort here just because i know i wanted to capture our conversation for Mm -hmm the audience because um you were about to tell me about how um you've been getting more and more imagery for people kind of intuitively and i just thought that was gonna i knew it was gonna be really interesting so i wanted to get it on the record um so yeah like let's explore that just a little bit because i think intuition and um and sort of ideas from the muse or from the ether are just an incredible gift that not everybody has and it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about something that certainly happens to me too um but i want to hear like your experience with that okay um well first i'll have to preface this with saying that uh just being a guy and being a masculine sign it was a big step for me to let down some of that uh barrier and just let this stuff in, and I think that's where most of this begins, is where you just let down your your barriers and you let this in. Um, and I'll start with your imagery. I've been thinking, I think about people before I talk to them, and your imagery I'm getting for you is sort of like, um, it's like a, a sh- not a sheet, but sort of like a, a curtain. No, no, <laughs> like, a, like a curtain. Um, a curtain made of like uh, blue stone. Um, there's, I don't know if you ever read Hiawatha, but the big bad guy in Hiawatha has a suit of armor and it's made of wampum, which are all these shells. And it's not armor for you, but it's sort of like a, um, a curtain. Um, and it's like blue, like shiny stone is the imagery I get for you. So there's like the outside image that you portray and then there's other stuff hidden behind that and what was surprising when I talked to you last time at the show and we won't say how I bumped into you (laughs) but um, I was just amazed that you do this and I didn't know about your spiritual life until just that about a week ago 
Um, I'm not sure how much you wanted me to talk about experiences that I've had with. Yeah, please be my guest. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Okay. Um, These things have been getting a lot stronger for me. Um, The imagery can be very, very strong. I actually have seen, and it's strange for me to even talk about this because it's not, it's not concrete or solid or. empirical so this stuff comes to me i had an experience recently where i saw an outfit that they would wear in another lifetime it was very bizarre (laughs) i've had an experience what do you mean like can you explain the outfit or the time or place it even or is it just like an impression or yeah like tell me more about that i think all of these are more tangible impressions it's not something i see visually but i can sort of feel it like the same way you might know something in a dream even though it's not there like you just have an impression of it so Mm. the imagery I got was someone's outfit from another time and they were wearing a like a jerkin with some leather like gloves on their hand and black boots and a leather belt and on their jerk and they had three leather stripes and it was just brought to my attention later that that person has been seeing their past lifetimes and that is the major one that's coming to them so it's very bizarre um, to pick these things up Um, two of the more striking ones that I've had um, I was speaking to a gentleman I didn't know and uh, I read cards a lot at Mary's. Um, I used to read every Thursday, but it's, you know, scheduling gets hard. Sure. Yeah. So, Life happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, the gentleman I was talking to, I just got this imagery of a Faraday cage. And I thought it was him. And I said, you know, I get the imagery of a Faraday cage for you uh, where you may have a lot of energy inside but it doesn't get out you don't let it out or you're um, able to protect yourself from energy and he says no you're just seeing that because I installed a Faraday cage two days ago in South Carolina this is a guy (laughs) I didn't know yeah so that was very very bizarre it's very literal too like I I mean um, as somebody who uh, kind of talks to a lot of intuitives and sort of spiritually minded people, um, literal representations of people's um, professions or, or life are kind of rare. Um, and it, it's a hallmark of somebody who is like highly gifted. So, um, I mean, keep exploring that for sure. Yeah and embrace it like don't run away from it in any way i think that's awesome oh no i'm stepping into it this is for me i don't think people have great adventures a lot in their lifetime there's no you know golden fleece to pursue there's not new lands to to explore but there's this whole hidden world and so i'm matching up with a lot of different spiritualists right now and even though the reason for this happening was tragic it's it's very uh, just life affirming to me and it's very exciting um i wanted to tell you about one other experience that i had with a person with these impressions i get so i was reading a woman's cards and i like to speak to people and feel them out before I read their cards and for her I was getting this image of a masthead like made of metal that was hollow and for those who don't know what a masthead is it's the woman or the statue of a woman that they would put on the front of ships in the old times so I got this image for her and I was like what is this image what's going on because it was like cold and you know it's just this metal masthead on the front of the ship and she was telling me that she's the face of her company but they treat her badly and she doesn't feel anything for her company so it was very close but then I got another image and it was this cat 
sticking its head out of a hole in the ground or a board or a sewer and it was a little whimsical cat and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from and her friend who was sitting there was like oh that's probably me I'm so whimsical and I'm cute and the first woman goes no you're probably thinking of this and she pulls up her sleeve she got a picture of a little whimsical cat sticking its head out of a teapot so these things are becoming very clear to me and I'm trying to get into reading people straight on instead of right through the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cards for me are a good um, bridge until I feel 100% comfortable about reading people. But I am picking up people and then I'm starting to jump over to other people that are affecting them. So it will come out like a story and it'll come out like uh, like a, a little gate opening and, and water flowing out of it. That's so interesting. Um... And, I mean, I think, uh, you know, tarot cards are a tool, right? Um, they have definitions, classical definitions, but the way that they can be read is different for every utilizer of that tool. It becomes a personal um, experience for each individual who sits down with a deck of cards. They begin to, um, I mean, if they're in tune and taking time to relate and learn and connect with that tool, um, and you can do this not just with tarot cards, but with crystals and runes. And there's like that's why there's whole shops out there full of stuff that um, people can use to kind of like tune in, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think tarot cards are an excellent way to kind of just tap in and and or even dip your toe in, so to speak, to um, this greater uh, sort of field of the unknown. I I don't know that they'll always. Um, at least in my experience, I'm not always good at reading the future with the cards, but I am very good at sort of tapping into current present energies because I think, you know, the future is sort of difficult for everybody because it's unwritten, you know, and it's all dependent on a myriad of, and a universe full of choices and about things that most of which are beyond our control. So I mean, but it's really cool that you are able to tap into very specific mental details about people and their lives um, intuitively. Um, so you mentioned tragedy, like the way it came about. I mean, I don't want to, if you don't want to talk about that, that's fine. But um, is that something you'd feel like sharing or like how um, that came about? We can talk about it. I won't go too deeply into it, but I had a reading partner um and she was fantastic so in touch and she was very in retrospect we were very much alike more than i realized and she just decided she was in a very tough position and she just decided and i think it was um over a year ago that she decided that she was done with things but from uh, <laughs> Uh, we can say the other side or from her influence or um, from the ether. She is helping out. She's um, opened up relationships um, with people. And this is a person I miss very much because she was really an incredible person the way she read the cards. She was much more intuitive. Her flow was so um, just astounding. And... Um, unfortunately with you know I would rather if this have happened with her around but um, after her passing I've got to know more of the people that she dealt with Mm -hmm. and formed like deeper relationships with them and this is accelerating things for me Um, as one one of the people like to say we all leveled up she helped us level up Um, so it was um, a boost. But getting back to the cards, um, I don't think it's so much that I'm the one that's eliciting anything, but what I do is I sort of help people drop the apprehension 
So I'll have them read the cards, and it's their energy they're putting into the cards, their subconscious mind that mixes the cards and, and arranges them. And I, I read for them. What I am doing mostly is I'm there to help them let down their guard and see what needs to be seen for them. I'm, I'm not manipulating anything, but I'm just giving them a place to sort of be more in tune. So uh, I'm not there to dictate what's going on or, I don't know, uh, direct them. Right. So maybe um, <clears throat> you're you're helping to hold space for them to figure things out for themselves through the imagery of tarot cards. Uh-huh. And um, and also when you're doing that, you're kind of tuning into their imagery or their energy rather. Um, and it just sounds like you have this uh, fairly new gift of sort of would you say call it? Um, would you say it's psychic or clairvoyant in any way or um, or how would you describe your your vision, just visions, psychic visions? Um, but it sounds like you have this incredible um, gift that is probably just going to keep growing. Um, the more and more you use it, you know, it's like a muscle. Like whenever yeah. um, you, if you do sit-ups all day, um, you're going to be able to do more the next day and the next day, and, and you're just going to get stronger and stronger at it. The more confident you become in that that muscle. Um, and it sounds like uh, your friend instilled that gift in you, um, that confidence to be able to uh, to trust that intuition. Well, actually, it was already starting when we were reading together and we'd have this synergy, this great synergy. Our energy would be really high together. But it's almost like if you're going up a ladder... And then someone grabs your shirt and pulls you up a few more rungs mm. and helps you. So that's more of what's going on. But I'm just pulling things. Like even with your friend, we were talking with your friend, and the thing with the redwoods just popped out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. I think my belief is that we are more than we know. And we have more gifts than we know, but we haven't even um, invested our time in them. Like someone may be the greatest track star ever, but if you don't put them in a, on a track and have them run or exercise, then they'll never know. And speaking to your point, I probably do need to do more sit-ups. <laughs> Well, I I, I meant metaf- metaphorically speaking. No, physically too. Oh, I'm in horrible shape. <laughs> I I mean, as uh, you know, I threw my back out earlier last week, and just not being able to work out and yeah. uh, be as active as I normally am for the last week or so, I'm I'm feeling it, and the weather is starting to get colder too, and um, so I mean, I don't think you're the only person who feels that way right now but um you know i think it's all about just trying to be a healthy conduit um in this lifetime for like your purpose right i mean Mm -hmm. like you said we we will you could be the greatest track star in the world but if you're never on a track and you don't have the opportunity to stretch those muscles whether they're physical or metaphorical um or mental muscles you know so to speak You'll never know what you're capable of. But with our lives, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they're relatively short. And um, we have, you know, from the age of, like, birth to 18, we're pretty much under the control of our parents or school or something. And then it's only when we reach our, like, early 20s and we're sort of out in the world um, that we can kind of start to explore what we want to do. Um, and we're also grappling with these ideas that are sort of thrust upon us by society and our families and just what people feel is expected of them is this huge invisible mental burden on people. Um, and so there's really not a whole lot of time that we have to be able to explore those possibilities which I think is why it's so important to be 
open and to listen to those little voices in our in the backs of our minds or those little visions that might come to you that uh, are sort of insistent upon being noticed because I think that's the key for whatever it is that you're sort of meant to do in this world. It's going to be different for everyone, right? Like those visions that you get for people are different based on that individual um, and what it is that they're sort of meant to be doing and accomplishing. And that also changes over time. You know, mm-hmm. that track star at 18 might have a completely different life at 50, you know, like that has nothing to do with uh, running track, but it could be um, just as important and hugely impactful to not only that person, um, but also the people around them. You know, we're all interconnected. Yeah. It's... What you were talking about, about being influenced by our family after we leave, that's a really big part of people's lives. And breaking away from that is important. I'm working with a woman who does a thing called mindset repatterning, where she has me look at my view of different, um, different portions of my life and has me review them because I still have my own issues that I'm working through um, due to my upbringing and I think you're not the only one, by the way. Like oh, everyone yeah. has those, so don't like oh, yeah. feel like s- somehow you know like bad for that in any way. Like everyone has issues, even if they seem perfectly put together in the public media's eye. Like everyone's got problems. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Um, but what I'm saying is, I like that you're talking about the the amount of time we have to explore these issues, and I think. If we could get to a point where we were seeing these things as possibilities and part of who we are in a more um, realistic way, because I also do a thing called same which is a non-touch healing, and I only do it because it had an imp- like a real effect on me. And I, the things that I do, I do because I see that they are like empirically tested. Um, these things that I see about people they are usually very close to their nature I had one experience that was hilarious Um, I had this imagery for a woman that she was like a a bull like a cow or a bull on fire like a and just stampeding and there was uh, some movie about aliens invading earth where these cows were set on fire and they were stampeding and that's sort of the image i got for her she was like oh no no that's not who i am and i was like well that's just the image i'm getting for you and at the time i was reading at a burlesque show and so we got done with the reading and she turns around and her boyfriend was talking to one of the burlesque performers instantaneously that flaming bull came out and it was just like she charged right over there totally on fire like really really angry no diplomacy or anything just like really intent even when i left an hour and a half later i i heard them in their car with her yelling at oh jeez but it's it's funny because it's like it it's something that i saw and so I don't shy away from it. It's just something I'm stepping into. And I thought it would, it would be more um, foreboding. But really, as these things become stronger and stronger, it's just uh, like getting, if you swim, getting faster and faster. It's swimming the more you spend time in a pool. It's, it's not as shocking as you may think it is. But it is sort of um, surprising when you see imagery and it's like right on and it just comes straight through like like breathing air. Um, yeah, that's really so that's really interesting because I think, uh, you know, ideas sort of need a conduit. Like I kind of believe that, you know, there's a lot to this universe in this world. Um, 
an existence that we just we can't see or or we we're like kind of dumb to its existence like we just don't know that it's there because we're so sort of self-absorbed in our own little worlds we're too busy sort of navel gazing to really understand that we're part of the this like multi-dimensional cosmos that is infinitely more complex and interconnected and interesting than we could even possibly really truly conceive but i think that there are ideas out there there are maybe maybe you could say they're spiritual in nature for a lack of uh, better terminology but they like are looking for somebody who can be that conduit for them mm-hmm. to come into the world and so like sometimes i think that it's like the way that it manifests for different individuals is really interesting for you it inter- it manifests as um you know, an image for a person, but there's, you're a very creative individual in a lot of ways. Uh, I think over the years, I, I've known you to do a ton of different projects. They're all very forward thinking, and a lot of them are really, really funny um, or clever in nature in, in one way or another, and, and different too. Um, it just is kind of a hallmark of a, a really active and fertile creative mind. Um, but I, so I'm interested in how maybe these visions um, or images that you get for people, how that um, might have benefited your creative work. Um, I would say I have to think. Uh, one of the things that uh, I don't know if it was more of a vision, but I'm, I'm cur- trying to finally get this line of purses done. It's been like a so long I had to learn how to do uh, I had to learn a whole new skill set but that comes from just like watching and I think a lot of it is watching so like I had this intuition that you you see that people have their own spirit animal or everyone loves their own animal so these purses are going to be different animals for different people different um so that's one of the things, but a lot of my ideas are just like, I don't know, humorous and crass. Um, like I'm doing a lot more music now, um, and some of my music is sweet, but most of it is just like it's so funny because I'm sort of like a, a the character Two Face in Batman where. I, I try and be very calm and caring with people, but then my music is just really crass. I have one song we recorded called I Wish Your Boyfriend Was Dead, and we also recorded one called 20-Minute Space Helmet. Um, I'm ready to record one called um, Jor-El, was not, uh, Jor-El Wasn't Ready for Fatherhood, and it's a song about how Superman's father gaslighted the whole planet of Krypton and pretty much shot the baby into space so he wouldn't have the burden of having a kid. <laughs> it's, it's I really... feel like I know people who wish they could do that, but they would never admit it because society. Well, that's why that's why I wrote the song I Wish yeah. Your Boyfriend Was Dead because a lot of people feel that sentiment, but they never express it. Um, and so that and I have little films I had the first and that's another project that should be done today I have a person working on a product of mine which was the first murder weapon on Kickstarter called Smothering Pillows (laughs) yeah you had a great uh, Kickstarter video for that I recall it was a masterpiece of comedy thank you it should live on forever outside of Kickstarter if it's not already like on YouTube or something. Hopefully it will. I'm, and my sister is like, I will be honest, uh, for years of avoiding of using my my gifts to make my life easier. I've just the world has 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 said, okay, Tim, you got to use something. <laughs> yeah, what's the point of having all these gifts if you're just going to pretend like they don't exist and not use them? Yeah, so they're going to go away or they're going to ruin your life, right, your quote-unquote life yeah. that you think you have yeah. and just come like a wrecking ball through this facade, this empty yeah. shell that you, you will build for yourself until you recognize your gifts. Yes, and 
and you should use what you can wherever it's not hurting someone or taking advantage of someone but furthering your own life because as long as you're giving to the world especially artists should learn more um i don't want to say surrender i don't like that word i i like sort of letting down your barriers because when you create something you're adding to the world and so i finally gave up fighting and and having things be my way and i was taught a very important lesson by someone about not having my way and it turns out better and we'll get to that in a second yeah but i'm doing that now with my intent i'm just putting it out there and my sister's now put giving a director who had one of the shorts in vhs one of my scripts Mm -hmm. so everything's turning out really well and i think guys especially should learn to let down their control a little and let things flow a little bit more because as men we try and say oh no i need to control this and i need to be you know i need to direct this and it's not always the best way yeah i think um there's a saying that uh i hear a lot in sort of the the woo woo community that the universe knows best and so just let go like stop trying to control everything because what you think you want now you might get it if you really like you know put your effort into it but it might not be like the thing that you want it kind of like you know when in like those folk tales say like aladdin or something not aladdin specifically but like the the tale of a genie you get a lamp you make your wish your wish comes true but somehow like more horrible and awful than not having your wish come true and it just sort of sullies the whole process where if you learn to sort of just trust the infinite wisdom of the universe and and like do your work like show up for the things you say you're going to show up for and like put forth your earnest and intentional effort into being a good person and um you know all that that entails usually the universe can like just make more magic more magical magic happen than you could ever even conceive of on your own um, and I think, yeah, like, I think that's an issue for everybody in human form. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we think we know what we want because we, a lot of times we're marketed like what we think we want. Um, and so really, honestly, a lot of us don't know what the fuck we want. We want what we've been told to want. Um, or a lot of people are like, oh, we, I see this fancy car or they see their friend with a fancy car, you know, and they're like, oh, I want what that person has. But really, you know, they get it and then they're like, oh, I've got to have somewhere to put it. And then I've got to like pay all this insurance money for it. And then you're, you're like working this job you hate to, to pay for it, mm-hmm. you know, when really all you wanted was like some, some, something to get you to the woods, you know, to spend time in, in nature, you know, which didn't really need to necessarily be your car. It just needed to be transportation. But once you get to that destination, that's the more important thing versus the, the thing that you think you want. Yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, we're, we're misled and we have a lot of things where we're set up to want things that we think we want, but we don't see the other side behind the curtain. Like... Curtains. (laughs) Sorry, like we're. I'm laughing not at you, um, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, we're sitting in my blanket fort, which is more or less like a giant curtain, uh, recording this. And then your imagery for me was also a curtain. Yeah. Um, but a stone one, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah, Um, Made of made of um, individual. Like sort of stones hanging on threads. Oh, cool! So, so kind of like so a beaded like a, curtain, or yeah, like the something made of like stones. That. Interesting. Yeah. So more pretty. there's you know it's it's a very beautiful on the front, but there's more behind it. There's more hidden stuff behind it. Um, is it what the imagery I was getting for you? Mm. Um, I actually picked out imagery for someone who's who's another spiritualist, and she's very very powerful, and she got very. <laughs> 
she got uh, foe mad at me. She was like, you know, you saw my secret place where I go, and no one else has ever done that. And she, she gave me the finger. <laughs> it, was a, it was in a fun way. It was a fun middle finger. Sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like, for instance, you say, oh, I want this house. Oh, I want this house, and... I want to, this is what I'm going through right now. It's like, oh, I want this house. And once I get the house and I'll appear stable, then I'll get appear the... Appear stable. Yeah, and then I'll get <laughs> the woman I want and, and I'll be married. This is back like 15 years ago when I was still, like, I was still naive. And, and then you don't realize you have to deal with weird neighbors. You have to do lawn care. Then there's water all the time. Oh, my God. I can make an adult-themed haunted house just about people giving you bills for your house <laughs> that's it like they, they come out of the darkness and they're like they hand you a a piece of paper some ghoul hands you a piece of paper and it's a bonus check from work and you're like wow and you flip down the bottom part and you see they're taking 40 percent out in taxes and you're like no and then you get a call on your cell phone a, a phantom call and it's like your significant other and he's like the the washer broke and we've got water damage in the house ah adult adult haunted house and then somebody shows up and they're like we're renting your your rental property and it has black mold uh yeah. we want all of our money back and you have to tear the place down and we're suing you for medical costs yeah. so you don't know really you don't know what you want all the time i always find like i tell a lot of people when I'm reading for them, what did you love doing as a kid? Because, like, even with me, it was always about telling stories and my art. And even, like, my job is very um, state. It's, like, it's not state, but it's, like, database stuff. And I always I know exactly where that came from. As a kid, I would take the M&Ms out of the package and I would arrange them to make sure they were all squared up. So they were all, all the colors were equal and they were all in lines. And it was like, there, that's a part of me that was really, really important. That's really interesting. So I'm looking at your astrology chart right now and I just wanted to see like where this logic <laughs> kind of comes in. Um, so you have Saturn in the third house. Um, so Saturn's in Taurus in the third house. So logic... Um, being in an earth sign, Saturn likes to be in an earth sign. Um, Pickle, please be quiet. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, the third house is all about surroundings and society and also communication and ideas. So you just inherently like structure in your environment. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of funny to me, like that you're like, oh, for fun, instead of eating the M&Ms, let me... Uh, categorize them by color and then eat them. I, on the other hand, used to, when I was a kid, um, <laughs> that's, that's pickle not getting enough attention for anybody who's listening and curious. Um, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I used to hoard candy all week long. Um, and on Friday evenings um i would sit down and watch tgif which was like the um the like i don't know the the kids teen programming on friday evenings um in america that had like steve urkel on it and uh like boy meets world and sabrina the teenage witch which was my my favorite but the thing that i recall the most was i would my favorite was uh, my favorite thing to eat was Kit Kats and I would eat them layer by layer like I would nibble the chocolate off the top and then like eat the wafer and then eat the layer and it was just like I don't I don't know that's weird a little bit it's a little weird but do you drill down into things like even do you do that like like with your knowledge do you like Yo, yeah I'm like obsessive about stuff like I mean I wouldn't have a, a podcast about astrology for going on two years if I um, <laughs> if I wasn't like weirdly obsessive about about things yeah. especially things that like have many layers you know like a Kit Kat yeah well I, I find this fascinating <laughs> people who can read charts 
I find this really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I it's I never so I didn't start out with this podcast thinking I was going to become an astrologer by any stretch of the imagination. I just kind of wanted a creative project to do with my friend and we started out together and um, I had a co-host for the first few months. Um, and it was really more about the energies behind each sign and how mm-hmm. to work with the cycles of the moon for meditation and manifestation and and, and for mindfulness because all those things are like linked together. Um, and I, I just thought, you know, what a great um, sort of almost like template to apply my my creative juices to 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 build something on top of sort of like a, like a um scaffolding if you will like the 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 con like the construct was there but i i could fill it in the way that i i saw yeah. fit you and was unique to to my personal perspective and artistic choices um and then just looking at the moon uh like i was like well there's a whole lot of other planets in the sky and it just sort of became the next step. I wanted to look at that particular new moon's transits and then that full moon's transits. And, you know, it kind of grew from there. And then I started looking at people's charts and I, I started seeing, like, themes. When people, uh, like you, yourself, you sat down and you're like, I'm an, I'm an Aquarius. And looking at your chart, you're not just an Aquarius, you have a stellium in Aquarius. So your sun is in Aquarius in the first house, I might add, and your north node is in Aquarius, um, which is nice because your north node is all about destiny, um, where your south node is kind of, um, it's where your baggage lies. Um, and that's, you know, your sort of your bad habits are in that area of your chart, but also your mercury. So you have these three uh, very like almost like destiny and karmic lessons and personality, like all these things tied up in your first house, which is all about your, your, you, your ego and in, in the world um, and who people perceive you to be, um, which is, it kind of makes getting to know you very easy because you want to chat with people like right off the bat and you, you really just kind of are who you are. There's not really, you're not hiding anything. You're, you're not um, like, you do have some stuff in, uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're very, you don't have any Scorpio in your chart whatsoever, um, which is one of the most secretive signs. Um, but you're just, uh, yeah, like very easy to read with these placements in a, in a good way. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, we already talked about how Aquarius was the weirdo, but, um, just on this it's um, yeah just my whole thing is well it's just being sort of different and my brain is full of ideas it's sort of a nightmare sometimes but well Aquarius is ruled by the planet Uranus um, which is sort of uh, sort of the planet that likes to rule over people who are on the fringes of society so the freaks the weirdos um, the the people who society just sort of doesn't always love to embrace um so and it's also an air sign which is all about the mental realm and ideas and it likes anything that's forward thinking and and really like benefits humanity on a larger scale so um like i'm not at all surprised that you have a lot of ideas and you're just sort of this wellspring of creativity because how can you not have a bunch of creative ideas with that kind of placement. Um, and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Mercury is there, like almost, almost right at your ascendant is also in Aquarius. That's why it's everything's in the first house, but your ascendant's seven degrees Aquarius, and then your Mercury's at eight degrees Aquarius. So that's almost conjunct your ascendant, which is all about, so that what that tells me is that your style of communication is very, very much in line with who you're destined to be in this life. Um, and Aquarius is kind of unpredictable energy. It kind of just does what it wants to when it wants to without really 
feeling the need to explain itself to other people and it it knows inherently like what's right for it regardless of what other people think and it's totally okay with sort of rejecting everybody else's uh, expectations and and making its own path um, but it can be a little airy fairy sometimes in its in its process at least in perception to other people um how do you mean airy fairy just like just sort of uh, like uh, um willy-nilly and its proclivities it doesn't necessarily always make rhyme or reason to the people who are watching oh yeah but yeah. but to you like it, it makes total sense like you just sense it inherently and you're just like well this is just what we're gonna do today even though i said i was gonna do this thing yesterday um i may or may not but i'm gonna do what feels right to me today yeah and i think that um that may help me with um dealing with people because i'm not really invested in what i can get from you i just uh, just seeing you know just giving you the information is is really what i want to do and i i don't know i feel bad because i sort of went <laughs> this is going to sound really bad but i'm sort of amazed at myself when i touch people and I'm I'm just sort of like perplexed because I've made people cry before about with their readings and I don't mean to but it's sort of like is this me it was like <laughs> you know, as far as being able to just talk to people straight to who they are and when I was a kid it's like I'm getting back into who I was a, what a, as a kid because I'm filing getting over all the goop and the tar that was put on me by my family and society and everything um and now i'm seeing through people and i used to be able to see through people almost as if they were invisible and like if your skin was invisible or who you were was invisible and i could see right inside of you and it's not and i don't i don't want anything from you it's just a very amazing thing where i can see this essence of people and it makes me very happy because this all started with I would see people's elements floating in the air like in different areas like say if you were if you had a lot of um, so you have a lot of stone you have a lot of earth and a lot of fire and you have air but I don't feel that you have a lot of like the gloopy uh, water I don't know if that's true but you have a lot of um, air is like really big in your chart I think and then and then there's the fire and the stone so I would see that as sort of like a uh, a lowercase t shape where I'd see the air um, and then the fire and the earth and then the water at the bottom so it sort of arranged itself like that in space and I can feel that but then it started getting into imagery so and I'm getting back to part of who I was as a kid because I was very honest. And it would also... Um, oh, people can't deal with kids being honest. <laughs> no, and I had the, the best the best ability to put my foot in my mouth because I would sense things and then say things. And it would be the things that people didn't want to hear. And it wasn't like I meant to say those things. It's just I could feel them and I talked about them and then I learned to shut up mm. so then I did and now you kind of have to unlearn it so you yeah. can tap into those gifts even more I mean that's that's really uh, pretty profound stuff also I don't think it's uh, like terribly uncommon for somebody with gifts like yours to, to experience that so like I don't I just want you to know that like you're not alone in having to kind of unlearn uh, what society wants you to clam up about. Usually it's, that's the stuff you should be talking about. So there aren't things like prejudices and, um, and like these problems that fester away and, and rot at really the underbelly of society. And, and when I say society, I, I mean like, you know, our, the connections with the people we care about. Um, people will walk around and pretend like nothing's wrong when their whole world is falling apart because they're afraid of what people will think if they admit that things are not okay. Well, there's not enough people who will just 
be there for you and care for you when I try and do that when I read for people I'm not there to judge people I mean the fact that I you know I'm I'm a straight guy but I'm reading cards at Mary's and I love those people they're really fantastic people feng shui at that place is great and they're just very peaceful people and it's just like um I don't know it, it's like there's no reason to um, for me, I don't have any interest in, in you doing what you're doing uh, because there is the external, the stuff that you do, and then there is the who that you are, you know, and I'm just there to sort of show you what might be going on and what, uh, you know, how you may deal with it. And, you know, if I give advice, it's never, it's never anything like, you have to do this or you have to do this but more life affirming stuff like if you're young and you're a young person and just be in a band <laughs> be in a band I travel think, some I think I was in a band in a past life because and I'm like not allowed to be in one in this life because I would be if I could be because but I'm like musically sort of I like I, at least rhythmically I'm kind of a moron um I can keep a steady beat. I, I know ta ta ti ti ta, but like I know that. But like when it comes to actually making my fingers do that on a keyboard and oh, yeah, or or like on a guitar or a violin, anything, um, like my hands just do not do it. I'm I'm fast. I'm slow. Like I'm just never I'm the worst. Um, but I have very vivid dreams about playing. Um, like an electric guitar um with where i'm like finger picking the fret and strumming at the same time with like these super long fingernails and was in like another i was like a rock star or something in another another universe another lifetime something or at least in that dream but it was really really I, you know, like on par with what i would call um an astral projection experience um or a past life uh, regression memory sort of thing. Um, and I, I woke up and I was like, yeah, that's why I like music so much. But I, I, like, I'm just not allowed to sort of lip, be that person in this life because I did that already. Yeah. Um, and now I, I'm, so I'm a huge music appreciator and my podcast, I mean, I play music and um, the astrology episodes to kind of help illustrate some of the more abstract concepts I'm talking about. Uh, but also, my friend uh, and engineer of this podcast, um, Adam McIntyre, uh, he said, you know, fans of music are arguably, arguably more important than musicians because without the fans nobody would be there to watch the performers do their thing um and it might not have been adam so if that was another friend of mine i'm really sorry if i just misconstrued you with somebody else my bad um i want to recommend um there's and speaking of music and planets um one of my first two albums that i owned as a kid that it was my album one was Gary Newman and the Tubeway Army replicas, and the other was this um, Japanese composer who used to use electronic uh, just uh, noises and tones, and he would use it to compose music, and he did a version of Holst the Planets with all of the different vibrational sounds you can make with different electrical equipment i recommend that you listen to this is phenomenal i wish i could remember the name but it's if you just look up holes the planets japanese electronica you'll find it um but it's funny you were talking about that dream because last night the dream i had was i was at a school and everyone cornered me because i was running around and they were looking for me and they finally cornered me and they were like tim you're not doing enough and then they put me in a room and they made me practice my chords over and over. They were like, you have to do these chords. And they were like these bars. They were like some kind of weird bars on some kind of display. And I had to, to, to touch the bars in a certain thing. But it was to, to do my musical scales and everything. So it's very strange you brought that up. 
Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it was a dream I had a little while ago, but it was one of those things where I I don't remember the entire dream, but it was just this very vivid um, sort of snippet of a glimpse of something, and I I was definitely on stage like at a stadium or something, and I I think I had like this giant like almost like hair metal hair, but I was like white blonde and really tall and I've always felt like I'm uh, I'm I'm a short person in this life but about people always say they think I'm taller than I am um, or I have a like I have tall energy or something um, but I think that in that lifetime I was just or at least in that dream you know I, I was uh, very much enjoying the stage and I was really good like my hands did the thing like on rhythm and, and they, they um like the way i was playing was really interesting um and i've never seen anybody play that way before and that was part of the reason why i was sort of famous and you know the the guitar might have not been a guitar it might have been a different kind of instrument entirely but um yeah it was really cool i, I sort of like josie and the pussycats um or jim and the holograms really um like there was shiny blue leopard print, like spandex pants involved, and it was cool. Um, my punk rock hair metal enthusiast that still lives inside of me was really excited about my outfit. Yeah, they they really ruined Jim and the Holograms. The, that <laughs> movie, I heard it was horrible. I yeah, wouldn't watch it, but... Yeah. The original um, cartoon was good, though. Yeah, they need to remake it um, in the way that, that girls want to see it. But yeah, speaking of which, when I met you the first time, we were in that sort of shared worker space mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the um, uh, some movie um, festival, and I thought you were a lot taller. I thought, <laughs> no, I really did. And you know, you've got this very striking blue eyes and. My eyes are green, but oh, yeah, they're green. yeah. Okay. <laughs> the people well, like lo- like okay. my mom before I was born, uh, she had a dream that she had a daughter that had long blonde hair and blue eyes and was tall. And both my parents are like taller, uh, taller than I am. Um, And I'm weirdly short for whatever reason. Whoever I was in my last life, I think was a short person. Um, And, but like, I think I've been tall like a lot of times, but for whatever reason, I'm short this time around. You were just a gelfling in last (laughs) life. No, and I feel like an idiot now because I was like looking at you right here, and I'm like, oh, your, your blue eyes are great. But no, you're just like, no, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. Um, well, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, how can people like book you for a reading, or, or how can people reach out to you if they want to know more? Um, you can reach me. Probably best at a new email address, which is my business email address, which is fireworkbouquet at gmail.com. And just just tell me about what you need as far as cards. I do warn you that I, I once did a party and I gave a group of guests two clear readings. And two people were very, like the blood fell from their face. I felt really bad. Because they were like, they can we do a couple's reading? I'm like, oh, okay. And one of the things was showing one wanted to leave and the other one was holding on. Oh, no. It was so awkward. It was so awkward. <laughs> and I could see the, like, the eyes going back and forth between the two of them. But I will do parties and I will do <laughs> events. And I love reading for people. And I really am trying to transition to just reading straight out so private readings one-on-one readings is fine and um i always try and give people their money's worth so awesome um and you read at mary's on a pretty regular basis if you're here in atlanta i'm trying to do two thursdays a month we used to read all the time me and zeta at at every thursday night um it's just i'm doing two because sort of out of uh, respect for her, but also too because I work on Fridays and it's hard to be up until one thirty in the morning or whatever. So yeah, yeah I'll be there from usually from ten until one one thirty in the morning. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, Tim. Uh, you're super talented. It's always a pleasure, and I can't I can't wait to see what's next for you. 
Well, thank you very much. And if you'd ever like to um, have me back, give me a holler. And I may, based on knowing this new part about you and what you know about astrology, I may have a new um, thing for you, a new uh, idea that I may want you to be involved with. That's very exciting. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll catch you next time on the next episode of Blood Moon Milk. See you later.